We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 277. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the With the Hotness. We can't seem to shake it. No. Well, I mean, but didn't we, though? For a minute. Okay. We had, I mean, we had the 100 degree heat, then it retreated. We had a good day Friday. It was 79 degrees. 79? Right. All Rain, right. rained all morning. Then it cleared out of here. It got really nice. It wasn't. It didn't feel like July. Everybody was saying, "Well, it feels like fall." To me, it was more like spring. But <laughs> yeah, was there thunderstorms? That in the morning there was some. Okay. Lightning. Yeah, that wasn't. Wow. I mean, we had some severe. Far away, it wasn't here. I okay. Think. No, that's, that's good. been a few days ago. Uh, yeah, I remember doing mornings <laughs> though. I just don't remember where they were for. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, people's wondering why I'm acting surprised. I went to Sacramento. Mm. I left Thursday morning early and uh, a heat advisory out there. Now, their heat advisory is a little different than our heat advisory. Oh, yeah. Uh, they don't have the humidity. And we were having daily temperatures of 103, 106, 107. And this is something that I thought was really, really interesting. If you are outside and in the shade, it's actually quite nice. I could have stayed out there. Right. But as soon as that sun hits your body, Mm. oh my God. You can feel it. I mean, it's like a knife, like a heat knife just going through you. And that was so strange to me. Um, The humidity was low. The heat index at one point, I think I sent it to you, I sent it to Gary, uh, was two degrees lower than the air temperature. Nice. Yeah, it was like 106 degrees air temperature and 104 heat index. So it was hot. I'm not saying it wasn't hot, but I could breathe. I didn't take any Zyrtec. Mm. Uh, (laughs) I didn't use my inhaler at all. I mean, it was great out there. And the minute I stepped off the plane last night, all of a sudden, you know, this... Wet sponge hit me. We always had the humidity, even on that on that cool, cool day. I mean, it was still, it was still muggy. Okay, yeah, it wasn't. You know, it's you know the Ozarks, it's Missouri, it's the Midwest. Oh yeah, but uh, it was a nice reprieve from the nineties for a while. Seventy nine. Oh my gosh! Wow. It felt warm today. I think we only got to like eight ninety eight point one. I think is what it said earlier, and. uh <sighs> Probably the cool day of the week, huh? Oh, man. Yeah, I want you to co- cover thermals here in, in your model minute. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah. what I what I saw, cold front went, went through. Uh, Sunday was a little warmer. And here's the funny thing. I left and went to the heat, and it cooled off here. 
and then now I'm back, and the Heat's coming back, but then Sacramento is going to be down in the in the 90s, 80s mm. and 90s again. So it's like <laughs> I'm following it, or it's following me. I don't have anything to, to do over that. Uh, yeah, we're in this northwest flow right now. A big, huge area of high pressure is centered over the south, uh, like Texas, area, and everything's just building up. And, of course, wind around high pressure travels clockwise. So we're getting this big... Uh, northwest flow right now because we're on the kind of the northeastern side of this ridge and showers and thunderstorms tend to be going around it. Um, I've noticed on radar even this morning and this evening. I mean, uh, there's some spotty showers and thunderstorms going around central Missouri around that thing, uh, which is weird. But that uh, that what I understand that heat bubble is just going to move over. It's going to be disgusting. Uh, So how much rain did we get? Do you know? Uh, I didn't get anything. Oh gosh, <laughs> nothing. I mean, barely anything to measure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you and I keep talking about you know these these one hit wonders right. are not going to do anything for the drought. Um, uh, why don't you update us on the drought? Because I think there's a little difference this time. You know, there there is a little difference. There's actually some white over parts of southern Missouri that's not in a drought right now, oh, which good. is which is odd. Let me pull up the graphic here. And, of course, this is going to all change. And actually, it's probably already changing right now because oh, they, yeah. they measured it today. And they'll issue that graphic on Thursday, two days later for some reason. Yeah, yeah there's a big you know three-county area that's in no drought at all. Of course, Taney County still abnormally dry. Now, we were in the moderate here last week. Yeah, yeah. In Branton, it's still in our backyard. I mean, in Christian County, it's still moderate. Yeah. Still that exceptional in central Missouri. Um, I wouldn't expect this to get any better. It's probably oh, going to no. turn downhill real fast. So, uh, oh, yeah. Maybe not so much for this week, but next week, probably. I'm going to guess it's probably not going to get any better. Well, I remember last week you were you were looking at, at the model minute and looking at the temp, the thermals and you were like, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah. So, I'm real curious, you know, if if they're going to change this time. Let me let's tell the uh normal high and low, which we're going to be broken record till the middle of August is 90 and 69. That's a normal high and low and we're going to be in the hundreds or whatever. So, so yeah, so why don't we uh See if there's any hope at all with the Model Minute. Model Minute, Model Minute, what do they say? It's the Model Minute. Yeah, I mean, do you see anything, any any hope for the drought, really? Well, are we talking short-term or long-term? Let's go short-term first. No. Okay, let's go long-term. No. Okay, so we are not in good shape. I see one rainy day. <laughs> okay. Possibly. Get your calendar out. Oh, okay, I'm going to write it down. Let's see here. It's, uh, well... August? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's only August... August 4th, possibly. Ooh. Possibly. A bigger one on... Oh, man, where'd it go? Probably already dried up. Oh, <laughs> oh no. A, oh, here's a here's promising one right over Branson. Big one, too. Uh, August 10th. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing out there. My There's gosh. nothing happening on August 10th. That just says it on the model. I mean, how how far? That's a lot. That's 15 yeah, days away. I know. We're that's only the last 25th. few frames of the model. Uh, oh. Yeah, so... Uh, um. 
We're flirting, flirting with poppers, maybe pop-up storms, and that's not even that promising. That was my next question, because with this type of surface cape out there, you know, there. I mean, if there's enough moisture and you get a little trigger, we might be able to squeeze out a couple of But poppers. I got no organized systems until August 3rd. Maybe something organized coming through that day. The third, okay, that's like next that's, Thursday or something. Yeah, or week next week Thursday. And, you know, all all we can do is hope at this point that that holds together. Yeah, and that's really all there is to talk about. August third, and then it'll never come August what tenth? Uh, yeah, the tenth. Uh, let's look at the look at the heat, shall we? Yeah, I mean. The grid says 100 or 102 through all week, but yeah, past now says, that. Now it says 103. Oh, of course. Um, of course it let's does. Let's see here. We're going to go past that. Friday, 103. Saturday, 103 to 104. Sunday. And I'm just going to Springfield right here. 106. Yeah. 106. 107 down in northwest Arkansas. Wow. Oh, that's when that big high pressure is going to move over. 110. 111, 112 in northern Missouri. Northern Missouri? Northern Missouri. Oh, my gosh. Do they have air conditioners up there? Uh, I would think so. (laughs) That's as high as I see. uh, Yeah, about Sedalia or so. Uh, next day, 107. Next day, yeah, 108, 102. Maybe, maybe some relief into the 90s after that. How many days of 100 was that though? A bunch. Oh, a bunch. Yeah. Because I skipped past this week. Oh, yeah. There's no point this week. Yeah, it's uh. You know, with that on the third and the tenth, it might might bring some temperatures down into the eighties and low nineties. Look at that. I don't see any hundreds at the end of the forecast loop here. What they call the forecast loop. It's not a forecast, it's a model loop. Yeah. But uh here's hoping. So uh maybe after the first week of August it'll uh, get a little cooler. Maybe. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, but when you go that far out, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, the, the GFS tends to do better on thermals than precipitation. Yeah, so that's still, why I'm not holding my breath on that's that. Way 15 far day. out there, though. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't look at the CPC. Oh, that one graphic that went around mm-hmm. uh, that they said w- with the nation and yeah. big red above right. the whole, bam, whole country, right, right over there. Yeah, and just think our normal. High is ninety. We're not going in that direction, and three. And we're not normal. No, I mean, did we mention at the top that we go under heat advisory again tomorrow? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it starts at eleven and goes through nine p.m. Friday. However, I yeah, um, it's probably just you know that that's a long heat advisory, really. But three days. What's it going to look like? Will it go north of a heat advisory, like excessive oh, yeah. heat warning? That's what I wondered. Because yeah. if we continue to have these, and they're they're talking about overnight lows from seventy six to eighty one, I mean, you can't cool off. No, 
Hope everybody's air conditioner works. Boy, I do too. This is I, the time where they start getting overworked and they start going out. Yeah. Oh, and I think I'm backing up. Is while I was gone, the power went out again. Yeah, I don't. Know. I it didn't go out for you. I don't. Was think, that a storm related thing? I mean, well, I don't I, know. I, we really didn't have that a wind, a wind event or anything like no, that. No, no. Gary was working from home, and of course, I was in Sacramento, and and he said um, the power's out again, and I went what? And I looked at radar. And that line of thunderstorms went through, but nothing was severe. Nothing right. was, or whatever. He said it kind of rained a little bit, and then the power went out. <laughs> Not sure what's going on. Oh man, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. But and, and the other thing I wonder is, and I should look this up, if they have a specific time frame that when they issue heat advisories. In other words, do they go till Friday and then they reassess right. and say, okay, we're going to do I it for assume. three more days? Yeah. I've never seen a two-week-long heat advisory before. Yeah, I but I've seen them longer than three days. Now, excessive heat warning I've seen a long time. Yeah, we'll see. That one year, maybe it's 2016 or something, we had like 11 days with just <laughs> excessive heat. Uh, we can't do that. Cannot do that. All right. Is that all with your models there? I was just looking at the heat indexes. Okay. Heat indices. Indices. Uh, it's looking, you know, what you'd expect. Hot. Okay. Uh, 105 to 115 on some days here. It's just no relief. Now, well, I'm not going to get out and play play disc golf again. I mean... It, All the grass is crunchy and my my blackberry leaves are getting brown. No. I water them and tomatoes don't want to produce over 95. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's kind of stymied. They're doing all right right now. But uh, they're not going to. I tell you that right now. Maybe. I really got to keep on top of them. You go over ninety. You gotta. If they're in a pot, you gotta. You really gotta water them. If it gets over ninety, water them twice a day. And you can't take them in. I mean, they won't behave right if you take them inside, right? Well, they like, you know, direct sunlight. Oh, yeah. And they take a lot of water. Wow. So. Yeah, my my vincas. I have. Two vincas out there. My mother planted them for me. They look fantastic. Um, yeah, every now and then I'm seeing their little leaves just kind of go and shrivel. It's like, oh, got to give them some water. And with mm. this heat, we're having to double water, like you said. It's yeah. just too dry for these things. So, yeah. And uh, other heat stuff, we're talking about uh, another reason that the heat advisory is up is because, uh, oh, because we've been... I've been hearing reports, you may have too, of people, not necessarily here, but going into the emergency room with life-threatening burns because they pass out and get so sick from the heat and they fall on the pavement and the pavement could be 180 well, I, degrees. I, 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 would, I would understand that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, but ER technicians are, are saying it's they're getting a lot more people. walking your dog, you know, on the pavement. Yeah. Burning their feet. Yeah. Do not do that. And yeah. they also say don't put little booties on them because they then they don't really feel... Uh, mm. I read an article like that. They said, don't do that. Take, take them, If they have to go, take them out in the grass and then get them right back in. Because uh, what what's that thing? You know, if, if, if you go barefoot and it burns you, it's going to burn them. Sure. So, and I know I have a black car. When I touch that car, man, oh, it's awful. Make sure you wear flip-flops to the pool. Yes. Don't, don't just go barefoot on that, you know... 
And, and not it doesn't even have to be, you know, asphalt. It can be speak the sidewalk. It's going to burn your feet. Oh yeah, concrete, uh, anything out there. Yeah. And some, and if the grass gets brown, then that's going to, if it loses water content, it's going to heat up more. And that's what we talked about the cycle of the drought thing before. Right. Ooh, yeah. So best thing. I mean, we're going to be a broken record here, but you know, heat related injuries are are a thing. So. Pay attention to that. Drink mm-hmm. lots of water. Right. I'm going to start probably start pushing more of this uh, wet bulb wet bulb globe temperature because it takes in well it takes into a different a whole bunch more factors. Springfield National Weather Service posted a big deal about that today. They had a graphic about how they uh, tools that are available to us, you know, the, just the general public about and and how you use them. They had a link and wet bulb was one of them on there. So. Yeah, it's. I see it a lot more from all the offices. I guess it's kind yeah. of their new program they're trying to push. I get what they're saying, and uh, I think. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, like when you do a heat index, it's it's temperature and humidity. That's what that's a calculation there. When you do wet bulb globe, it's temperature, humidity, wind, uh, shade, or sun. I mean, there's like several other factors there, mm-hmm. which make more sense because if you're a little kid and you're playing out in the in the playground. You're out in all the elements, so the heat index would be one thing of that. Oh well, Just use that sun cream too. <laughs> uh, For let's, sure. Let's get to the next segment. Tropical, tropical, tropical. It's tropical. Yeah, we got a few little percolators out there. I mean, uh, I saw two, and then you texted me today and said there were three, and I went, "What?" So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of them I'm going to keep my eye on. It's that wave uh, just south of the Cabo Verde Islands. That's kind of the Goldilocks zone, isn't it? That, Seems uh, to be. Yeah. I mean, right now they said it could develop later, but they have a seven-day outlook of 20%. I bet you anything that's going to go up. I would think. It's yeah. getting. We're getting to almost August, so yeah. That, that's when they start over there. Yeah, and it's at lower latitude, which mm-hmm. is which is good. Uh, they've w- there's another little weak area of low pressure, a trough of low pressure. They said a few hundred miles south southwest of ah, can't talk south southwest of Bermuda. Uh, in seven days, there's a ten percent chance it's going to become something. So we're going to say no. And a tropical wave or the southeastern Caribbean Sea. It's very disorganized. And earlier today, a seven day. Uh, outlook was 10%, and I looked right before we started recording, and it's down to zero. So that's not going to mount to anything. Uh, Pacific. Well, we had Don. Don't forget Don. Oh, Don. Well, Don's right. gone, but Don. Oh, is that the drunken sailor? Went to, uh, had hurricane status, which did, we didn't think would. But no, did. they weren't forecasting that. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's the one that was a drunken sailor out there. And yeah, it really surprised me. When you said Don in all capital letters, you texted me. I'm like, what? Who's Don? <laughs> And then I realized, oh crap, that's a hurricane. Yeah. yeah, it was, but I mean, it was minimal. It had to be minimal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably didn't last long. Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, Pacific has nothing. Uh, they had that one, oh shoot, what was the name of it? It went and kind of brushed the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, no big deal. Uh, it was a hurricane. Uh, it was a tropical storm, then a tropical depression. So Hawaii's probably used to that and probably could really benefit from the rain as we're doing now. So. Well, it's about time to get to the weather school. We've talked about, uh, I mentioned SB Cape earlier, and that is surface energy. So this weather school is all about the types of cape, what cape means, 
and how you can look at that on a map and tell if you are going to get severe weather. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The Storm Prediction Center has just forecasted the potential for severe thunderstorms this afternoon with very high cape values across the region. What's cape? CAPE, or Convective Available Potential Energy, is a measure of the amount of energy available for convection to occur. CAPE is directly related to the maximum potential vertical speed within an updraft, thus higher values indicate a greater potential for severe weather. CAPE is measured in joules per kilogram. Observed values in thunderstorm environments often may exceed 1,000 and, in extreme cases, may exceed 5,000. However, as with other indices or indicators, there are no threshold values above which severe weather becomes imminent. There are different types of CAPE us weather guys use in order to see the volatility of the atmosphere. Now, before we get into explanations of CAPE, let's define some terminology we'll use in these descriptions. We measure distance in the atmosphere by millibars, or pressure. Due to gravity, the greatest pressure is at the surface, and it will decrease as we go upward. For a general reference, a thousand millibars is basically the surface pressure, and 100 millibars, which is much less pressure, would be near the top of the atmosphere. So basically, the greater the number, the closer to the Earth's surface we are. Weather balloons and radiosondes record information from the surface to the top of the atmosphere. We look at slices of certain increments like 850 millibars, 700 millibars, 500 millibars, 200 millibars, and 100 millibars to see what's going on in those regions. Then we can determine what's going on in the whole column, like CAPE. Let's just talk about the three main types right now. There's SB CAPE, or surface-based CAPE, and that's essentially the amount of energy available at the surface. ML CAPE, or mean layer CAPE, is most commonly used to assess instability during the part of the day when the atmosphere is well mixed, like in the afternoon, and it may provide a more realistic picture of daytime instability than the surface-based cape, as it will typically look at the temperature and the moisture conditions in the lowest 100 millibars of the atmosphere. MU cape, or most unstable cape, is most commonly used to assess elevated instability and is useful in forecasting nocturnal thunderstorms when a low-level inversion might be present. 
It can also be useful in forecasting thunderstorms that might occur out ahead of a warm front where low-level inversions tend to be present. Although there are different algorithms to calculate it, MU Cape typically is found by lifting every layer in the lowest 300 millibars of the atmosphere and finding the cape for each of those layers. The layer that produces the highest cape value is the most unstable, or MU Cape. Now, I know all that sounds rather geeky, so let me give you an explanation in layman's terms. I focus heavily on the SB cape, or surface base, when looking at the maps because it gives me a good idea of where the energy is at the surface. Let's say you have a pot of water with a lid on it and it's sitting on the stove. While the heat is off, the water in the pot is stable. However, when you turn the heat on, then things start changing inside the pot. The water heats up and converts some of the water into steam and the pressure starts building. Translated to the atmosphere, this is energy or cape. The amount of energy depends on how high the burner is on. So if it's on low, then that would be like a 500 cape. Medium would be more like 1 to 2,000 cape. And on high would be 3,000 or higher. I've seen cape as high as 7,000 before. So since the lid is on, it's keeping all the energy inside the pot. The lid on the pot is what we call sin or convective inhibition. You've heard of a cap in the atmosphere? Well, that's the lid on the pot. The lid is preventing the warm air or the steam from escaping. Thunderstorms can't develop when there's a cap because it prevents air from rising and you need rising air to create convection. We've all heard the phrase, if the cap can break, then severe weather's likely. To explain this concept, let's go back to the stove with the pot of boiling water and the lid on it. Now, imagine if you grab the lid and quickly remove it from the pot. What do you see? You'll see the pressure releasing and steam rapidly rising up in the air. Essentially, this is what happens when the cap is broken. The warm and moist air at the surface breaks through that cap and shoots way up in the atmosphere. It quickly condenses and creates a thunderstorm. The explosion of this warm and moist air shooting upwards is what we call a robust updraft. Now, when the sun sets, we lose daytime heating, or, in essence, we turn the burner off of the stove. When we do that, the water in the pot begins to stabilize and calm down, and we can equate that to the surface air cooling. The robust updrafting slows down and stops, and the thunderstorm begins to collapse. This is why thunderstorms generally rain themselves out around sunset as they start to lose the daytime heating. They start losing their energy source. There are several other factors in determining if severe weather could occur, but looking at CAPE is a great way to start. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. 
Yeah, so when you get that SB or ML cape that's way up there, you need to start looking towards the sky. Hmm. All right, it's time for In Other News. And, Corey, you got a couple things over there. Did you hear that, about that storm in Switzerland yesterday? I did not. It uh, Well, it wasn't a tornado, they don't think. But they measured uh, 135-mile-per-hour winds. It killed one person. They think it was possibly a downburst. Okay. And it measures the uh, highest wind ever recorded over in Switzerland. Wow. 135 miles per hour. That's powerful. Category four hurricane, is it? Yeah, 111 is Cat 3. Yeah, so. uh, Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) 135 mile an hour storm. That'll. I'm surprised it didn't kill more people than just one. Uh, Yeah. And uh, really. That was all I had. Well, I had one more thing. There's there was some severe weather on the uh, Mid Atlantic, uh, Eastern Seaboard over there. The uh, in Brooklyn they had some pretty good severe weather, but today there was a funnel cloud spotted right over the U.S. Capitol in Washington D.C. Whoa! Yeah, right over the Capitol building was that's a rare. So. Uh, <laughs> I had a picture of it somewhere. It looked pretty cool. It wasn't like a, uh, you know, a F five getting ready to go down over Washington or anything like that. It was just a tiny oh. little, a tiny little, uh, little funnel cloud. But it was definitely a funnel cloud right over the Capitol building. See, I'm showing Randall. A picture. Oh that yeah, little, little tail coming out of the, out of the sky. So uh, you know, weather is happening all over, all over the country. Oh yeah, and like we said, tornadoes can occur pretty much anywhere. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Where was that? Was that North Carolina had a pretty good tornado uh, three or four days ago? I don't know. Uh, it was an EF3. Oh, wow. There's some pretty good video of that floating around. Uh, like people in a car, the tornado hit the car and just spun it around. You know, it's you, know, you got to be careful. Wow. Yeah, no I've been locked up at. in a workshop all weekend, right. so I haven't seen anything. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Um uh, something that's not on the outline. Uh, we one of our uh, team members of the group that Marilyn has is from well close to uh, Red Deer, Canada. Hmm. She's from. Is that in Alberta? Oh, she's going to kill me. I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's not BC. It's not Saskatchewan. I think it's Alberta. Um, yeah, she was telling me about weather up there because we were. I was looking at disc golf courses, of course, <laughs> and there's a several around there. She said, "Well, uh, you don't want to go." Uh, Oh, where'd she say? She said they're getting like 80 and 90 degree weather up there. They're on on Mm. the east side of the Rockies. Yeah. And that's very unusual for them. Now, this is Red Deer in Canada. Mm -hmm. So if you look at a map, it's up there. Now, 80, 90 degrees. She said nobody has air conditioning. No. And you don't need it. Right. And I said, so you're a winter girl. And she goes, well, you get used to it. You know, they get 30, 40. But uh, is this going to be a new normal thing? That's the question. That's, yeah, that's the big question. And I, I kind of had to think when she talked because they used Celsius up there. Oh, yeah. Actually, everybody uses Celsius except us. I, I remember back in the grade school, it wasn't Celsius. It was centigrade. So I... I Always like revert back to oh that's centigrade. Then I have to think no 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 it's Celsius. Right. So she's like yeah it gets like minus twenty minus twenty five down there. I'm thinking okay so minus forty is the same Fahrenheit and Celsius. So they're probably about minus twenty or whatever. And she goes well I like you know my favorite weather is is twenty five. So I'm like 
25. Okay. I know. I know. 32 is zero. 50 is That's 10. What, 77. <laughs> yeah. <or something. laughs> No, but that's the way to do it. If if you know that thirty two is zero, um, one side the Fahrenheit goes up nine, and the the, the Celsius goes up five. Mm-hmm. So if you take so thirty two Fahrenheit is zero Celsius, then add nine to thirty two. So forty one Fahrenheit is five Celsius. Fifty Fahrenheit is ten Celsius. So if you can kind of keep that in your brain. And go, you know, I mean, we should have a contest, but it's out on the internet. But to figure it out, Celsius equals five-ninths Fahrenheit minus 32. And the, you, first you subtract 32 from the Fahrenheit. So that's how you do it. So I I, can't, I had to make my brain work when she started talking Celsius. Like, crap, what is this here? <coughs> so anyway, that was on there. Um, Stuart, our buddy Stuart Langer up in uh, North oh, Pole, yeah. Alaska. Uh, sent us something. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't see it. Of course, I you... saw it. I oh, didn't you did? get to read it. I saw a, a message pop up, but I figured you would get it and we would talk about it on here. Yeah, it's great. He uh, The Fairbanks, Alaska hit, now this is yesterday, the 24th. Fairbanks, Alaska hit a daily record high of 90. They hit 90 degrees yesterday. And the previous record for yesterday was 89, set back in 1968. You can't go anywhere to cool off these days, can you? You really can't. Hmm. I mean, uh, Cheryl, our friend from Canada, was talking about Vancouver Island. She goes, it never snows there. I mean, it's just off the coast. I'm like, holy cow. And now, I mean, Washington and Oregon, remember when they were, they have no air conditioning? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if my favorite uh, town, Utkiagvik... Which is Barrow? Oh, they, they 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 set a record too. I saw. Oh, I didn't see it three days ago. What, it, what? it was the same type of record. They just beat it, beat it by a degree or two, just like Fairbanks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't 90 though. I mean, it, I, why don't you look that up? I'll keep I'll keep talking to my next. How do you spell that, Randy? B A R R O W. Barrow, Alaska. <laughs> uh, yeah, check that out. Yeah, uh, back in 1968. So, like you said, that's going on. Now, uh, I thought this was interesting. It's a, it's a nice article. I read it uh, and took some notes about it. The article title was, quote, Greenland Ice Core Suggests Potential for Disastrous Sea Level Rise. So here's a couple of, actually, three little notes I took from it. Uh, a recently discovered ice core taken from beneath Greenland's ice sheet decades ago back in the 1960s, I think, has revealed that a large part of the country was ice-free around 400,000 years ago when temperatures were similar to what the world is approaching now. They said levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere are now 1.5 times higher than they were 400,000 years ago, and global temperatures keep climbing. And the last thing is, in Greenland's, if, this is what, like, shocked me if greenland's ice sheet were to melt completely sea levels would rise by 23 feet well yeah causing devastation to billions that's crazy there's a lot of ice up there a lot of ice because <laughs> the ocean's big yeah greenland's probably pretty good size too but oh yeah there's a lot of ice oh uh, my gosh well if it's the temperature of ukiagvik wait you did it! Yay! You did it! Utkiagvik, right? The uh, okay. Average high for them is forty nine <laughs> degrees right now. Forty nine. They're not in the nineties, but they did set a high temperature record today, the highest 
temperature recorded in the town. Well, the previous record was set 70 years ago. Wow. And what what would you think the high temperature would be for Utkiadvik? Wait. Okay. The high temperature, like the average high? No, the, the high record heat. Oh, the high record heat. Two days ago. 55. No. What? 74. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, that's the northernmost city. 70 years ago, the, the previous record was 67. Oh, my gosh. Right. I didn't think they got over, like, 40. I mean, really. Well. Wow. Average high is 49 right now. Okay, average high. That's... Mm-hmm. All right. And and we're in the in the, 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 the top, so it, can't, it has to go down from there. Right. I, I mean, we will eventually. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't want to... Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about something else. Okay. Well... well Got to thinking. Okay. And, you know, we've been having... I, I consider this week August temperatures, right? Mm-hmm. So I did a little study. No, I didn't study it. I just read about a study. And they said that uh, the worst thing in the world could happen. Oh. Earlier than it normally would already happen. Okay. They think it maybe. Since we're in August, temperatures, the ragweed could bloom a little early this year. No. Yeah. So I brought up the old allergy report. <laughs> okay. And uh, nothing now. Ragweed is on their on their list, though. But right now, the ragweed count is zero. Okay. Now, yeah. weeds are moderate. Uh, plantain is up there. Okay. Plantain's always before ragweed. Yeah. No, it's high mold. Mold is high right now. Which is strange. Yeah, well. Because usually, usually mold gets high after a rain, a big rain, doesn't it? Yeah, well, places have had rain. Well, there was true. more rain. All that rain that was, you know, we were looking at on radar was skirting the area up towards Springfield and going to our from our north from Kansas City to our east. So they got the rain. Oh, that's right. And there were some flood warnings up there, yeah, too. Yeah, and they okay. got the rain. Okay. And that's probably where that... But now they're getting the rain, they're getting the heat. That ragweed's probably going to grow. I just have a bad feeling about that. Ooh. It might be a bad ragweed season. And me and ragweed, we don't get along. Yeah, that's the only pollen that really, really hits you. So uh, it it tends to bloom late July to September. With the worst of it, probably the second to third week of August it really starts getting noticeable. The numbers started going up. I remember the ragweed count was like 400 last time, last year. Right now we're at zero, but it's going to yeah. go up. So I thought, now this is from thinking from years ago. I thought that once we had a nice cool snap, the ragweed was like, oh, we got to pollinate. And, oh, well. Well, but I, I don't know. That was 40, 50 years ago. No, so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but... uh I'm scared of ragweed. It makes me sick. Not only just, I mean, I can't, oh. I, I, my nose is just a faucet and I get COVID like symptoms. Oh. But it's ragweed. Ugh. Yeah, that's how bad it gets me. I'm going to research some ragweed for next week. Yes. How do you spell research? That I didn't much? realize it got six feet tall. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that stuff. And I think uh, it's invasive, I think. Why, why haven't we eradicated that from Missouri? We find it, kill it, burn it. Is that worse? 
Well, just wow, I don't know. More. I don't know. No, I, I, I think I'll do a little little thing about that next. And I'll get right. to play the drop again. So. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, right. Because I'm curious. I used to be highly allergic to it. Now I'm just kind of allergic. Yeah. It's the trees that are affecting me now. Trees it, are nothing. I mean, they're very low. The willow is out there, but it's low. Wherever, uh-huh. wherever there's a willow tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, the mimosas are blooming. Are they? Got a mimosa right across the street. If I come home at night, I, that, it's that, that nice, perfumey mimosa tree. And yeah. it reminds me of home because we had one in, when I was growing up. And it was like, oh, it smells so good. Mm. Grass is moderate. But... See, I think that's funny that they put grass on there because everybody's mowing the yard. Of course, right. grass pollen is going to be out there all over the place. I don't know. But we're going to keep an eye on that ragweed. Here we are. It's already July 25th. Where does the time go? You know that? I know. Next next week is is our August. We <laughs> Isn't it? Next two. Yeah, this 20. Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah, time is flying. Get, let me tell you, I'm older than you. The older you get, the faster it goes. Mm. Your your little kids are going to grow up fast. Yep. I don't like that. <laughs> Anyway, is that all you got from uh, your thing? I think so. I, I love this. I love that. So Okay, let's get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. So it's time for the weather word of the week. And we're going to give it to Corey. So <clears throat> while I clear my throat, what is this week's storm dart weather? Weather word of the week. It's scatterometer. That'll work. That works. A radar sensor for measuring the backscatter of light from the ocean's surface. Okay. 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 Recognizant. Reconnaissance. Hurricane reconnaissance radars. They have a scatterometer on the front part of the plane. And Mm -hmm. it is, it uses microwave radiation to go down and take the backscatter, like with waves and stuff, of the hurricanes. That's what they do, and that's how they can infer and estimate wind speed, wind direction, and all sorts of things. So they use it a lot in uh, hurricane reconnaissance. Cool. Uh, it's called a radar scatterometer, but they have there's them. not a lot of radars over the ocean. Yeah, there's lots of... Just... Well, satellite radars, too. Well... But yeah, but that radar there. and I Radar on the Hurricane Hunter plane, that's what... Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I I looked at the on Google a long time ago, and it like an anatomy of these these hurricane reconnaissance aircrafts are loaded with stuff. Oh, I know. I had no idea. I mean, y- y'all ought to Google that. Uh, there there's radars. There's there's two little pan things on either wing. I mean, it's just and they're not just used for hurricanes either. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Because you said they go they go all over the place. They fly over. Over the duration, the, over us, they, they go all over. The, I mean, there's not hurricanes all, all year long, so they got to use them. They spend all that money, right? Well, yeah, it's kind of like Storm Prediction Center. Like, what, what do you do right. in January? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so there you go. So there, that was a loaded podcast. They, they, do, uh, they do snow MDs over at the SP. They actually do. Well, that's because they're bored for some reason. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, I guess it can be considered a storm. I mean, I, 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 I tie in severe weather with the storm predictions that are not so much winter storms. 
Uh, right. Because, you know, everybody knows that the Winter Storm Authority would be the namers of the Winter Storms, the Weather Channel, right? No! <laughs> right. Haven't, haven't, got a, haven't got a name list yet this year. <laughs> hoping Corey makes the list this time. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a Randy on there. Winter Storm Corey. That's ah. right. That's right. So. Oh, God. Has there, has there been a, a hurricane, Randy? I'm going to guess probably so. Maybe. I mean... <laughs> I would assume. It's now prob- I'm going to Google it. Yeah, you Google it. It's probably going to be one of those little drunken sailor uh, storms that go out in the middle of the Atlantic and go in circles. Just, I'm just going to ask Siri. Okay, ask Siri. It holds right. your, your phone up to the microphone. So, Has there been a Hurricane Randy? Here's what I found. Mm, let's see. Oh, it, uh, they retired. Oh, it's, it's retired. No. I oh. Don't probably not. Oh. Uh, let me look at, let me let me <laughs> let me do some uh, research. We have a few minutes left. <coughs> I don't see any Randys. Randy's not a scary enough name. Yeah, that's true. Like Katrina or right or remember Issa Eas. I mean, I mean <laughs> but there's non-scary names like Janice and Roxanne on here. So. Oh yeah, I had lunch with those gals the other day. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Hortense. Hortense. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Inez, I remember Inez. Well, I don't remember, but I heard about Inez. There's always Beulah. Um, I'm not seeing any randos. Yeah, I see a Harvey. I remember Harvey. Harvey oh, seems like from Mexico, uh, Houston. Yeah, maybe a tropical storm. Oh, yeah, yeah. When it came up and dumped and flooded Houston or something. Gustav, I remember him. Remember Gustav? Uh, let's see, Camille. That's a big one. Oh yeah, Hugo. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. Floyd and Lenny. <laughs> That's a, like a band. There are no randos. There's a Bob. Wait, Floyd and Lenny weren't they in like Pink Floyd? Uh, probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Bob. There's no. Uh, <laughs> there's no Randys on here. Bummer. Well, I'm going to write my commissioner. Yeah. No, I know. I'll we write. Do that. I'll write Colorado State. Say, oh, look, there you go. <laughs> you're the hurricane experts. I want a hurricane after me. <clears throat> Why do I got something in my throat all of a sudden? Of course, it's always during the podcast, but... Fifi is retired. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Trudy. Man, 2005 saw the most years of... Uh, most hurricanes be retired that year. Five of them. Oh, wow. Dennis, Katrina, Rita, Stan, and Wilma. And that like that's like double the amount of any other year. Now, wait a minute. What year was that? 2005. Wonder what. Kind Which of- is weird because I'm looking at a calendar, and if the year ended in five, like 1955, mm-hmm. 1995, there were always more hurricanes retired on years that ended with five. Why is that? <laughs> is That's that kind of weird. That a cycle. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. See, here's That's the, weird. Here's the years ending in five. Here's the years ending in six. I'm going to show you my phone and kind of so see all those names. Oh, that's crazy. Isn't yeah, that, it's just full. Is that like a cycle that we we need to look into? Well, Because that's coming up know. two years from now, 2025. <laughs> well, okay. 2015 only had two, though. Let me see. Annual. Okay, so 2005. Uh, I'm looking for what? If, if it was an El Nino year, and they say 2005 was in a weak warm phase, so a weak El Nino. 
that's what we were in 2005. Mm. So we're we're going to be in a strong one. Uh, yeah, but everybody's saying, oh, they don't like the the El Nino. Yeah. I don't know why. Okay. It's you just, know, there's like an El Nino going on in the Atlantic, too, not only the Pacific. I mean, it's... But they it, don't talk about it. They don't talk about that. I saw a story about it the other day, and I meant to bring that up to you, but... Oh, let's cover it next week. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because ENSO is the, the, the umbrella term for it. It stands for El Nino Southern Oscillation. So that... I think Southern Oscillation specifically is tied to that region of the Pacific. So I wonder what the, hmm, what the Atlantic side is. Ooh. Don't know. Interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens. Okay. So the question was, was there El Nino in 2005? And it says uh, the ENSO began 2005 in a weak warm phase, uh, which had originally developed during July and August of 2004. So the weak phase started in the summer of 2004 and continued into 2005. Mm. Um, Wow. Yeah, there's just so many factors, variables that that go into all of this. So, yeah, I was just curious. Well, you know, it was going to be that. Something I've noticed that the... Northwest Arkansas is not in a heat advisory. It must be due to the mountains or something. And, uh, oh, okay, here's, here's something. Ooh, this, this is good. All right, so <clears throat> for Springfield, Missouri, here's, uh, today's the 25th, so I'm going to give you the next four dates. It's the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th. These are the record highs for Springfield, Missouri. So on the 26th, tomorrow, Wednesday, Springfield's record high was 104, sit back in 19, no, 2022, which was last year. Wow. Interesting. 27th, which is Thursday, 102, sit back in 2012. On Friday, the 28th, the record was 102, sit back in 18, no, 1986. I can't read. <laughs> and then on Saturday, the 29th, the record high for Springfield, 106, set back in 2012. So I guess 2012 was another hot hot year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm seeing lots of 2011, 2012s on the, these records here. Except Vichy Rala, all theirs, all theirs ended 99. Weird. Yeah, one, on the 26th, 101, 1999, 27th, 102, and 1899. <laughs> the 28th, 100 in 1999, and the 29th, 102 in 1999. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, go to, to weather.gov slash Springfield, and they've got a, this really cool graphic here. So they're, yeah. And, of course, just above average. For I'm being real. Oh, you're being real? Yeah. Oh. You probably don't know what that means. Nope, I have no All idea. Right. Smile. Oh, hey. What are you doing? It's being real. It was time to be real. I don't understand. Be real popped up on my phone just like it popped up on millions of other phones across the country just that second. So you have to take a picture no matter what you're doing at that time. Marilyn was into that for a while. So you took a picture of my ugly face. I I haven't even showered. So there's everybody. Only one of my friends have posted (laughs) their be real now. But they're all they all happen at the same time. So all over the country, there's one time that be real hop pops up, and here I'm at. I just popped you on there. Oh, so well, uh, uh, funny thanks. thing, I found a <laughs> I found a site that uh, 
it's a hurricane fan site. There's fans of hurricanes out there. Oh, really? And they, uh, you know how you, you probably don't know this, but you can have season previews of, of football teams looking into the years and how they're going to do in the playoffs. And Well, there's a site called Hypothetical Hurricanes that named the storms up until 2040. And apparently on the Hypothetical hurricane site Hurricane Randy is going to hit pretty hard in the year 2030 wow Hurricane Randy this is a monster Randy uh oh you're going to form on May 20th and dissipate on December 26th oh my gosh <laughs> wow and you're going to hit maximum wind gusts of 215 miles per hour okay with the lowest pressure of 858 so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They, uh, yeah. So, they better do something about that climate change, is all I got to say. <laughs> well, I like it when you say hypothetical. That's yeah. what it's called. Hypothetical Hurricanes Wiki. That's what it's called. Oh, and I got to check that out. <laughs> weird. We should join it. Is it a group you can join? I don't know. It's just a website, <laughs> it's a fandom website. Oh, fandom. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I've heard of those. So, uh, there you have it. <laughs> Can you tell we're like making up content to mm-hmm. get the podcast? No, I'm glad you said that. I'm going to go there. Hypothetical hurricanes. Yeah. Wow. Or just search Hurricane Randy and it'll bring it right up. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try that. Oh, well. I did. didn't search my name. Oh. I'll do that some other time. Yeah, you can do it next time. Sorry. <laughs> well, I guess what we need to tell people is please drink water. Please use sunscreen. If you can stay out, don't be building roofs in the hottest part of the day. Uh, it's going to make your neighbors mad. But get out there at seven in the morning if you're going to put on a roof. <laughs> you know the, yeah. the 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 tile, the asphalt, the concrete, whatever is going to retain that heat long after the sun goes down. So that's what they call urban heating. Is that that's a term? Or is urban something? You know, like St. Louis is always hotter than. Well, it's called it urban happens something everywhere. Tulsa. Well, yeah, yeah, like big cities, you're going to yeah. have that. But, I mean, even, you know, you walk your dog, you think, oh, it's 5 o'clock, I'm going to walk my dog on on the pavement. No, nope. mm, I wouldn't do that. It happens at Silver Dollar City, believe it or not. You know, all that Oh, black yeah. It, it gets hot right there. Yeah, like, uh, even on a fo- in a football game, that all that, uh, it's not blacktop, but it's it's the green uh, astroturf, mm-hmm. turf. It, it, you know, will get up to 120 degrees right there on the field. It is hot. Oh my gosh! And people are like falling on that. Yeah. Oh, I don't. But, uh, I, I it's don't hot at Silver Dollar City. I think I'm just not, going to not s- my job though. No, no, you no, you're down in the cool cave, sixty degrees. So you sure it's going to stay sixty, even though we're going to have one hundred and sixty thousand degrees outside? Positive. Oh, if it oh. doesn't. We're in trouble. Oh, last thing before we wrap up, did you put your uh, time lapse down for your beam? No, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Oh, okay. We just been so busy. I'm going to go in early tomorrow. We're going to set up a camera, and we're going to see how it turns out. So here's hoping. I oh. Got, I got to charge my, my battery pack. I have a big battery pack that jump starts a car if I had to. But I can also use it to charge a camera. Awesome. That urban heat, it's called the urban heat island effect. Urban urban heat island. Yes. 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 Thank yes. you. So, I'll give you one of these. There so. we go. Yeah. I, I knew it was urban heat something, but mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I think I'm not going to be disc golfing. I'm going to be treadmilling in my cool basement because I ain't going to get my 
self out there. I'm glad you got a new air con- air conditioner. Fairly new, right? Uh, last, uh, it's been, it's a year old. Got okay. it last July. So, knock on wood, it keeps going. I probably need to change the filter. And I don't know. We're just we're just babbling now. Got anything else? I got a Walmart delivery coming in about. 15 minutes. Oh, well, we need Well, I think it's then time to wrap this thing up, don't you? It's my, it's my dinner. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You're going to do dinner. All right. Let's let's put a bow on this. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page. And be sure to like or comment on our post to have us show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through a Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. You get the drought monitor on there. Okay, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.